You're listening to the Calvary Church Audio Experience, designed to empower and encourage you throughout your week. Thank you, Calvary Worship. Hello, Calvary fam. In person, online, I am so thrilled to be bringing you the second part to our two-part mini-series that I have called The Crossover. And we've crossed over from 2020 to 2021, doing it with praise and doing it with prayer, and we're doing it with the prophetic. And I want you to grab your Bible and turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 8. And while you're turning there, let me quickly say, please, Happy New Year. Church, let me tell you again, Happy New Year. That's all right, you can talk back to me. Happy New Year. Yeah, and and regardless of if you're here in person or you are online, can I just say this? At Calvary Church, it is a party. And some of you, when I say that, you're wondering why I'm calling it a party. Because you're thinking in our current situation, you know, I find it very difficult to find much to celebrate but at calvary church i just want to say that we disagree and maybe you're here today or maybe you're joining us online and it's the first sunday of 2021 and the truth be told you're saying i am battle weary maybe you're just tired of fighting to gain victory over the issues in your life in your marriage in your business with your children, maybe you're just worn out from walking in fear and and unbelief, and maybe you're sick and tired of just being sick and tired. Maybe you're just burned out on do-it-yourself living, but I've got good news for you today, really, really good news. At Calvary Church, can I just tell you, we don't party just once a year when the calendar flips from one year to another we party every single day because the bible doesn't say his mercies are new once a year no the bible says his mercies never come to an end and they are new every single morning as a matter of fact jesus is named what emmanuel not just because he came to earth once but because come on put your hand right here and be reminded that he makes us the place where he dwells every single day church can i remind you today that we have got a lot to celebrate calvary we know why we party we party because jesus is the ultimate overcomer we party because jesus is the triumphant king of kings we party because jesus is the author and the finisher the fountainhead and the conclusion of our faith we party because jesus come on i'm waiting for somebody he's alpha and omega beginning and the end we party because he lives and because he lives we can face 2021 watch we used to party to forget but now we party to remember that jesus did it all and he did it all for us can i hear a church give him praise right now like you really believe it so i'm gonna try it again happy new year that's what I'm talking about. 
Let's try it again. Happy New Year. Now give him praise right now, church. Come on. So last week, what did I tell you? I said that friends of God who live by faith, consult the Lord, are led by the Spirit into God's purposes. And as a result, when we are unsure about what direction to go this year, and believe me, there's a lot of uncertainty, we do not, church, ever have to be immobilized by fear. Take your hand and set it right here. God has not given you a spirit of fear. But power and love, watch this, and a sound mind. Folks losing their mind. He's giving you a sound mind. He's restoring your sanity. And if you missed last week, can I just encourage you, go online and check it out, please. All right. Verse 4 of Ecclesiastes 8. Are you there? This is what it says. The word of a king is authoritative and powerful. The word of a king is authoritative and powerful. Take one of your hands, set it on your heart. Say it out loud, church. Eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to receive, a mouth to confess. All the good things Christ has already provided for me church believe it or not God has a good plan for your life this year I want to remind you today that God had a dream and he wrapped your body around it did you know that you're his original thought his initiative the fruit of his creative inspiration his intimate design. You are his love dream come true. And I want you to know that he sent you here to earth on assignment. And I believe you've been sent here for such a time as this. He has something for you to do as him. You're a part of his body on the earth. We're going to spend all of January and a few weeks of February talking about this reality. You are exactly what he needs and you are perfectly suited for the task. As a matter of fact, he's pleased, God is pleased to live his life in and through you. In you, he lives and moves and has his being. Can I remind you today that you are not a mistake? And your mission isn't impossible. It's the plan and will of God for your life. It's your destiny. And I want to remind you today, it is good. And if you're thankful for that, somebody say yes. God doesn't want you to be immobilized by fear. I told you that last week. God doesn't want you to be tormented by fear and let it hold you back from your destiny. I want you to know that his will is for you to walk forward in, a, in, in authority and power. The Bible says as a king, you are to be confident in his love and trust him to take care of you all along the way. You are righteous royalty. God doesn't want you 
struggling with all this other stuff. As a matter of fact, here's where the fight is. You got an enemy, we understand that, who will do everything he can to stop you from walking in this good plan. And anytime you're making progress, you're moving forward in God's will and God's plan for your life, try to come against you with what? Fear. He wants to drive you backwards. 1 John 4, 18 says, fear involves all kinds of torment. He torments you with what? Lies, lies, because he doesn't want you to know, watch this, who you truly are, your true identity, your new nature. Lift up your hands. I'm going to get prophetic today. You are a king. You are not a beggar. You walk in authority and power, not in lack and longing. You are the head, not the tail. You're above, not beneath. You are blessed and not cursed. And if I got a church that believes it, clap your hands and give God praise right now. Oh! One of the enemy's greatest tactics is to bring fear and try to prevent you from making progress. And did you know that you block your own destiny when you allow your fear to grow bigger than your faith, believing what God knows to be true? Satan wants you to fear your current circumstances. He wants you to fear what other people think. He wants you to focus on all the what ifs, all kinds of what ifs. What if I fail? What if I make a fool of myself? What if I didn't hear from God? What if, what if others disapprove? What if my reputation suffers? What if I get fired? What if I go broke? What if my next stimulus check is delayed? What if there's a new strain of, of COVID? What if I get sick and die? What if what if, what if, what if, and on and on and on. All of us will periodically come to these crossroads in our lives, places where we've got to move forward despite our fears, places where we've got to choose. We will cross over. Because if we wait for the feeling of fear to subside, we'll never step out. We won't overcome in life. The fact of the matter is life will overcome us. Church, we're kings. We reign in life. Why is it that so many of us are allowing life to reign over us? And this is a word, and he gave it to you last week. If you'll trust God and begin to step out step by step this year and consult him, we can learn to face our fears. And I believe this year, I don't care what goes on, we are going to enjoy new levels of freedom. We can mature in our understanding of our authority and our power that we've been given in Christ. We can learn how to wield it every day this year. We can grow in God's grace and we can be led by his spirit into his purposes. Now remember this truth right here, church, please. You can't always control the feeling of fear, but you can keep it from controlling you. You can't always control the feeling of fear, but you can keep it from controlling you. And during life's moments when there's no answers or when unexpected changes occur, and we're in moments, I believe, like that right now, I am learning personally 
not to live by my feelings. Instead, with God's help, I think I'm learning to face fear head on. And y'all, I got to face it head on even when I'm shaking in my boots. Are y'all getting this? When fear strikes, and I'll tell you many times, my first uh, inclination is, is to run. I want to run away. I want to go back. I don't want to cross over. But that's when God is saying, and I hear the Spirit of God speaking this to you today, church. Fear not. Don't stop now. Keep moving forward in authority and power as a king. Go ahead and cross over. And if I got any believers in here, you better clap your hands and give God, I don't know, about a 10-second praise break right here. Come on. Hallelujah. You believe it? Say yes. I said God's not giving you a spirit of fear. I like how the living Bible says it. It says it like this. For the Holy Spirit, God's gift, does not want you to be afraid. You do not have to be afraid. The Lord has defeated the enemy, the Bible says, through his death, his burial, his resurrection. Now with the Lord in your heart and the Holy Spirit guiding you step by step, I came to declare to you today, lift up your hands. Your future is bright. You are righteous royalty, and you reign in life as a king. Do I have any kings in here today who believe it? Say yes. Thank you, Jesus. On this first Sunday of the new year, I want us to review a confession that we made back in April of 2020. Doesn't that feel like about nine years ago? It's a powerful new covenant reality. And here's what we said. You remember? I am a king. My words have power. So I will speak them. Every one of you lower floor, upper tier, lift up your hands. We're going to say it together. Are you ready? And I want you to say it like you believe it. Say it. I am a king. My words have power. So I will speak them. Say it again. I am a king. My words have power. So I can't hear you one more time. Say it. Do you believe that? Quick review. I am a king. My words have power. I will speak them. If you're taking notes in the app, write it down. One, I am a king. Did you know that you are called to be a king? And it's true. Genesis 17, verse 6 and 16. God told Abraham he would be, watch this, the father of many nations. Watch. And kings will come from you. Abraham is known as what? The father of faith. His offspring, the children of faith. That's you and me are meant to be kings. Jesus, the king, has made us, the Bible says, both kings and priests. Did you know that? Jesus is called what? King of kings and Lord of lords. In other words, he's king of many kings. We are the many kings. He's Lord of lords. We are the many lords. Let me tell you, church, kingship has to do with what? Authority and power. In the beginning, Adam was given what? Authority and power over the earth. 
and he lost it to Satan. But Jesus, who's called the last Adam, watch, took back what the devil stole. The war has already been fought and it's already been won and the devil has already been defeated. Did you know when Jesus said it is finished, he was actually saying the war is over and sadly many of us refuse to believe this reality and instead of enjoying our freedom in Christ, we continue every day engaging in a war that exists only in our minds against an imaginary enemy. As believers, our role is simply what? Our role is simply to represent, to represent, to present again what? The victor and his victory in the areas that remain under the influence of darkness. Church, I don't care what's going on in the world today. Church, in family, in government, in media, arts and entertainment, in business and education, we are to represent the victor and his victory. We're to fill the earth with the knowledge of his glory by ruling over sickness, ruling over demonic spirits, ruling over all the works of the enemy. Listen to Ephesians 2, 6. In our union with Christ, he raised us up with him to rule to rule with him in the heavenly world. And this, I get it, it leads to some very sobering questions that I'm hearing people ask. Why do bad things happen to good people? And why do people get sick? And why do people die prematurely? And why do the innocent suffer? And you'll hear some, you know, blame sin. And you'll hear others blame God. But look at what the Bible says in Psalm 150 verse 16 and this verse of scripture right here church changed my life the highest heavens belong to the Lord but the earth he's given to you this planet is our responsibility it was given to us and we're told to what rule it have dominion reign as kings and if bad things happen i get it it's easy for us because we act like victims it's easy for us to blame we'll blame god we'll blame the government we'll blame china but did you ever pause to consider the possibility that bad things happen because we the kings called to rule in god's name allow them to happen you think about it it was one of us adam who gave the, 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 the planet uh, to Satan and it was Jesus, the last Adam, acting as one of us who took it back. We have far more say in what goes on than we give ourselves credit for. And I came to remind you today, church, that the problem isn't that we lack authority 
and power. The problem is we don't walk in authority and power that God's given us. Why? Because many of us don't know who we truly are. I listen to you saying, well, I'm just too young. Well, I'm just too old. Well, I don't have enough training. Well, I don't have enough money. Well, I need more anointing. And many of us are sitting idly by waiting for Jesus to return. Whatever our excuse, the outcome is the same. And it's this, when we abdicate our kingly role, people suffer. Think about Adam. A treacherous enemy, here he is, slithers into his realm. And what did Adam do? Nothing. Nada. Zilch. Zippo. Are y'all getting this? And humanity ended up where? On death row. Bad things happen because kings do nothing to stop them. And I heard the Spirit of God again say and remind me this week, where are the kings? Where are the kings? Where are the kings who rule with wisdom and justice? When I, when I wrestle with my... With my feelings, there's days that I say, oh, God, is the church really this feeble? Where are the kings? Where are kings who will open up their mouth and speak, who know they rule with wisdom? Where are kings who speak with authority and power? Where are the kings who live by faith rather than fear? Where are the kings who overcome? Where are the kings who know who they truly are? Church? I'm not trying to mess with you, but do you know who you are? Do you know who you truly are? I don't think most Christians do. Most Christians don't know they're kings. They think that maybe they're going to be kings one day, maybe after Jesus returns, maybe in the sweet by and by, but they don't even know that Jesus has empowered them to rule and reign here and now. I'm talking 2021. One day, you know, one day I'll be crowned, but for now I'm merely a humble servant in the courts of the Lord. Why are you standing out in the courts when you could be seated in the throne room? 1 John 5, 4 and 5 says what? For everyone, y'all don't want this today. Everyone born of God overcomes the world this is the victory that has overcome the world even our faith who is it that overcomes the world only he who believes that jesus is the son of god this is not trick questions right here y'all but please raise your hand are you born of god do you believe jesus is the son of god if you just said yes Put your hand on your belly and be reminded this day that the overcomer lives in you and you can't help but be an overcomer. That's who you are. I better hear about 500 overcomers. Give them about 15 seconds of... I said I want to hear overcomers. 
give him about 15 seconds of overcoming praise right now. Are y'all getting this? Say yes. I know that I'm going over a little bit, and that's all right. Because y'all need this. Think of it like this. I'm not trying to offend anybody. Just think of it like this. Because you're not getting it. If your mother was an elephant, your father was an elephant. Then you can't help but be a what? A son of a dog is a what? A son of a dog is a? A son of a goat is a? A son of God has been given the... So if your mother's an elephant and your father's an elephant, what does that make you? Talk to me. A what? You can't help but be a what? Now watch. You may act like a turtle, but you'll be acting against your elephant nature. And the whole world is trying to tell you right now that you are nothing but a turtle and you may speak turtle and you may even think like a turtle but the best you are is an elephant doing bad turtle impressions. And he who has big ears may he hear what the Spirit of God is saying today. When you receive, put your hand on your belly because I'm about to do seven laps in this room. When you receive the Christ life, he made you a new creation. That means he gave you his overcoming DNA and his mighty overcoming spirit on the inside of you. And you are now, I prophesy, an overcomer by nature. It's in your genes. You may not feel like an overcomer. You may feel like a turtle most days, but you are an overcomer and if you act like a victim this year and you act like a loser this year anything other than an overcomer then you are acting in a manner that is contrary to who you truly are in Christ I want to hear some overcomers jump to their feet open up their mouth and let out an overcoming roar right now Say it out loud, say, in Christ, I am an overcomer, and this year, I will overcome, shout right now, I'm tired of hearing turtles, I want to hear some elephants shout right now. Is that all you got today? I didn't say you always feel like an elephant. You may feel like a turtle, but I came today to remind you, you're bigger on the inside than you know. Oh my God. 
There's a real believer on the inside of you. If you believe it, shout right now. I want you to go ahead, look out over this entire year, and in advance, give him an overcoming praise right now. I'm walking over lack. I'm walking over depression. I'm walking over every enemy. I'm walking over sickness. I'm walking like an elephant. If y'all are getting this, lift up that trunk and get... Scoot your shell over, cause I got more weight than you rip. start talking like one and if you want to reign in life this year you're going to need to learn how to exercise authority and power from time to time as a matter of fact I hear the spirit of God say this church you're going to need to king down on your problems that's a word lift your hands Calvary in the name of Jesus this year we're going to king down on problems how are we gonna do that are you ready the gospel I'm so tired of hearing preachers well what's the new word for the year 
Shut up. It's the same word it's always been. It's still Jesus. And if you believe he's still enough, give him praise right now. He's still the greatest news in the world. You believe it? Say yes. Okay, if you believe it, the greatest way to express your faith is what? Speak it. Words are powerful. As a matter of fact, let me tell you something. Words are painting pictures in your imagination. Let me tell you why so many of you are messed up. It's because every day, if you could just listen to what you're saying, your words are creating images, pictures in your imagination. And you better watch out because those imaginations become reality. And you're allowing all these words. There's so many words right now that are painting pictures. And words can be used to build up or tear down or guide or misdirect or clarify or confuse and the right word at the right time can change the world and it's time for kings I really believe to exercise dominion by speaking let, let, me, let me paraphrase um, that Ecclesiastes 8 the word of the king has authority and power when God's kings speak God's word watch this God backs it up with power. And by the way, this isn't to glorify the word spoken in faith, but it's to draw attention to the living word who lives and moves and has his being in you, church. Somebody's got to speak. You're, you're, you're a king and your words have power, so speak them. As kings, we can command blessing where there's been curses, healing where there's been sickness, life where there's been death. And in view of this, why would you choose to stay silent, church? I don't get it. We're the church. Why would you choose to stay silent? You know why, Adam? lost his crown in the garden I'll tell you why he didn't speak the word of the king has power but King Adam was speechless and he listened when he should have spoken and this is a fatal mistake for a king. Don't let the devil spew his lies over your life. Don't let him cause you to live in immobilizing fear. Jesus didn't. When the devil challenged him in the wilderness, what did he do? He spoke back three short sentences from the great king, and that was enough to silence that liar. And I believe that many of us are, are, are literally allowing the devil to spew his lies over our marriages, over our children, over our businesses, over our churches, over our destinies, and we refuse to speak back. Lift up your hands. It is time for us to silence the enemy. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke giants of sickness. I rebuke giants of lack. I rebuke giants of fear. I prophesy its downfall just like David. Just like David who moved forward and spoke back. He rebuked the giant in the name of the Lord and prophesied his downfall. He was just a boy but David had the heart of a king and he spoke from a higher reality. 
reality and he became a conqueror I prophesy it's downfall you are a king your words have power and if you believe it give God praise right now like you do My words have power. I will speak. Now. Here we go. Jesus wants us to speak. To speak. As a matter of fact, he said in Mark 11, he wants you to speak directly to your mountains. I don't know. We're all facing some kind of mountain-sized problem. The temptation is what? Well, we're going to run away, and we're going to hide in fear, and we're going to be immobilized by fear, and we're going to tell all, you know, God all about it, and we're going to get together, and we're just going to tell God all about it, and, and we call that prayer. But can I just encourage you today? He already knows about it. He knows about your problem, and, and here's the gospel. He's already provided everything you need to overcome it. Maybe, maybe you need healing. I'm going to pray for healing today. Watch this. He's already provided it. Maybe you need provision, finance. Watch. Already done. Maybe you need peace. Put your hand right here. I declare you've already got it. I came to remind you today that your father is a million steps ahead of you. Kings, I'm talking to you today. Lift up your head, close your eyes, and hear the word of the Lord. Don't talk to God about your mountains, kings. You start talking to your mountains about your God. Your mountains need to hear your voice. Okay, what do they need to hear? I declare Zechariah 4, 7. It tells you what to say. Who are you, O great mountain? Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall, you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth a capstone with shouts of grace, 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 grace. It's not what you say. It's who you say. Grace is a person. Grace is Jesus. Jesus is grace. Talk about Jesus, your mighty king, whose name is above every name. Your mountain has a name. Cancer has a name. Depression has a name. Unemployment has a name. Anxiety has a name. COVID has a name. But God's commanded in Philippians 2, all these names have got to bow to another name. And that name is Jesus. And if you believe it, clap your hands and give God praise right now. Say that name. Say Jesus. Say it again, Jesus. Whoever calls on that name shall be saved. Why are we saying every other name? We baptize in that name. We're healed in that name. Signs and wonders are done in that name. Sometimes it takes a baby to get it more than an adult. Signs and wonders are done in that name. We carry his name to the nations. Through his name is forgiveness of sins. God's desire to people for his name. As believers, we have a right to use that name. So start speaking that name, Father. I thank you that your name is above every name. These things in the natural realm that I'm seeing, that I'm hearing, that I'm feeling have names. But your name is above every one of those names. Your name is greater, is stronger, is more powerful. Listen, you start speaking like this. You start speaking like this. Focusing on your Father. Not the problem. Fear is almost always the result of what? Broken focus. Every time we gather church, 
and it's time for us to gather, I'm putting your focus back where it belongs. Because fear is thinking on wrong things, speaking on wrong things, acting on wrong things. And when you hear bad news, and believe me, there's a whole lot of bad news to hear. There's this battle between fear and faith. And we have to strive, the Bible says, to what? To enter his rest. We have to fortify our minds by declaring God's promises over ourselves and over our mouths. Kings, have faith in God. Speak to your mouth. Rebuke with all authority. Send it back to the sea. I declare it in Jesus' name. Now here's the picture. My friend right there. You, yeah. Stand up real quick. Run down here. Run down here real quick. Give my friend a good hand clap. Stand right here. I tell you, Calvary Church is one of the best looking churches anywhere, I'm telling you. You ready? Step up here real quick. Y'all stand up and get ready. telling you as you walk through this year you're going to hear all kind of stuff you're not going to make it you're going to go broke you're going to lose everything you call yourself a believer you're just a raggedy old worn out Saint, you ain't got no power, no authority. Hearing this stuff play over and over and over. Better hide. Better hide. Better stay away. You're going to die. You're going to lose it. You're going to lose your family. You're going to lose it. You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose it over and over and over. And these words are painting pictures, images, imagination, images. You keep saying it. You're going to lose. And all of a sudden, maybe, maybe not, maybe not yet, maybe not yet out of your mouth, but you hear it in your head. But then one day, all of a sudden, out of your mouth, you say what? I'm a believer. Oh, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. You start, you start, you start. Don't go there yet. Don't go there yet. You start, you start, you start believing and saying what's playing in your head. I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. I'm not going to make it. 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 I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get sick. I might die. I might die. I might lose it all. I might lose it all. I might be a failure. I might be a failure. And this stuff plays over and over and over. And you wonder why you have feelings of, of anxiety and shame and guilt and depression and weight and all this stuff. I read this morning in James, your authentic origin is mirrored in the word when you see Jesus, you perceive the face of your own Genesis reflected as in a mirror. There's a reason why I preach the gospel. Because when I preach the gospel, I'm holding up Jesus who is a mirror. Why do you need a mirror to get a reflection of yourself? 
Think about it in the natural. How many of you, show me with your hands, how many of you have ever seen with your eyes your natural face? If you've ever seen your face, wave your hands at me. Wave them high. Let me see. Okay, put your hands down. That's a lot of people. I don't mean to mess with you, but that's not true. You, your eyes have never seen your face. Your eyes have never looked at your face. What did you need? Because you needed a what? A, fleck, a reflection. Watch this. I just declared some things over you that were powerful today. That you're an overcomer. That you're a king. That you reign in life. Watch this. How many of you have ever seen your born again spirit? You haven't. What do you need? When I preach Jesus, it's as if you look in a mirror and all of a sudden you start getting a picture. of who you truly are. Ooh, you're starting to smile already. Looking like Biggie Smalls. The crown represents your power. Scepter represents your authority. And all of a sudden, you're reminded. Y'all aren't ready for this. Whew, of who you truly are and you start believing that I am righteous royalty that I will reign in life that I will overcome that life will not overcome me that I will walk in authority and power in the name of Jesus and when you see it and when you start hearing it you're going to start believing it and you're going to start opening up your mouth and saying it if I got anybody who believes it jump to your feet right now and give God Praise like you believe it. But James says this, watch, that you walk away from the mirror, watch, and you quickly forget who you are. And you go back to that old thinking and old believing and old speaking, but church, I came to tell you and remind you at Calvary Church, you better know. I don't know about every church, but at Calvary, every time we gather, I am going to bring you to the mirror and I'm going to remind you of who you truly are. And now lift up your hands. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. I need some pastors right now. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. As we look out over this year, I prophesy you will overcome. You are kings. You reign in life. May you begin to see it. May you begin to hear it. May you begin to walk in it in the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, start moving your feet back and forth right now like you believe it. In the name of Jesus, I declare over you now you are righteous royalty. You're righteous. You're righteous. You're righteous royalty. Say, you're righteous. You're righteous. You're righteous royalty. Say, I'm righteous. Say, I'm righteous, royalty. Walk. I'm righteous. Walk. I'm righteous. I'm righteous. Lift up your hands. I'm righteous. I'm righteous. I'm righteous. I'm righteous. I'm righteous. I'm righteous. I'm righteous.
circles I gotta gather you up back around the mirror and remind you because you forget you start believing everything you see hear, and feel in this world but every time we gather I'm bringing you back look good and get a good look Righteous royalty, say, I'm righteous. I'm righteous, I'm righteous royalty. I'm righteous, I'm righteous, I'm righteous royalty. I'm righteous, I'm righteous, I'm righteous. What are you gonna say that say you lost your job? I'm righteous, I'm righteous.
church. I don't know why I'm the one putting it on them. Do you know what our mission is, church? Every day, everywhere we go, guess what we get to do? Y'all aren't ready for this. We get to find people everywhere in our world and tell them about some really good news. I'm not gonna do it, I'm equipping you. Tell her, take her to the mirror, go. Righteous royalty, clap your hands today. Well, real quick, while you're standing, this pastor was preaching and talking and just really reminding us. I saw this picture of many of you who feel like you hate life. You're struggling with the thought that you're not righteous and that you're not an overcomer. What you've been doing is you've been looking at a series of events. You are allowed the consistent beating and the ways of life to convince you that you're not loved. And here's a phrase I heard, tell the people that they can love living if they know they're loved. Today I want you to know that you are loved. I want you to know that there's a life that God wants you to enjoy abundantly. I want you to know that you can live this life not only loving yourself, but loving others. And you can live an abundant life, but you gotta be convinced that you are loved. And here's the scripture, when pastor was going over this, Romans 8, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who has loved us. For those that have been hating life, feeling pressured, I want you to know that you can love life because you are loved and God's got some amazing things in store for you. Once you lift up your hands, I want to make a simple confession. Father, we love living. We don't hate living. We don't want to quit. We don't want to give up. But because you loved us, we want to release the life that you have placed in us we're alive we are well we are blessed we are prosperous we are healed we are restored we are fresh we are new we are blessed in Jesus name clap your hands if you believe that today <laughs>